Father, we do now bless you, and God, we give your name praise. God, in 10 years, you have blessed us from wherever it is that we've stood, not because it was us standing, but because it is your word. So God, on this 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 Sunday, the, the uh, Sunday that commemorates when you launched us out into the deep, God, I ask again that you would anoint these lips, God. Father, that you would purify them to be able to preach a word. As I've always asked, God, I ask for permission to preach a word on today. Father, that you would be in the midst of us, regardless of where we sit, regardless of where we stand, regardless of where we drive, God, wherever it is that is being, where we're being watched from, God, whether we're being watched from locally, whether there are people in various other cities and states, God, Father, I pray that this word will permeate them where they are, God. Father, I pray that you would speak to us so clearly, speak to us so keenly, God. That we will not be able to deny, God, that you are with us, that you are speaking to us, that you are in the midst of us. And God, that there is something in your word that you desire to build us up in. Father, we glorify you, God. We magnify you. We give your name glory. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. From the just read scripture uh the entire psalm 27 uh i'd like to share with you these thoughts on today and it is confident enough to wait confident enough to wait you all i've i've learned some things during this uh these 10 years i've learned some things i've learned some things about uh, church planting. I've learned some things about pastoring. I've learned some things about people. But what I really learned is that I am impatient. I've learned that I am impatient. I learned that I like things to be done. And I may have alluded to that in, in, in previous sermons or discussions that I may have had with you that I don't like to wait. I like for things to, well, let me, let me, let me put a pin in that. I learned in the beginning that I didn't like to wait. I don't like to wait. I I learned that I don't like uh, uh, relying on, uh, uh, you know, to to get things from certain places. I'm the person that while I could borrow a particular thing, I would prefer to buy it myself. Not because uh, I don't. Uh, I feel like I should have everything, and and many people have accused me of having a a, a store in my house. I do not have a store in my house. Um, But what I've learned is I don't like relying on other people to be able to get certain things that I need to accomplish a certain task. I know I'm not by myself. I know that there's probably some other folks out there that are like me, that we don't necessarily like waiting uh, to get things from other people. If we have the ability and the means to get it ourselves, we we rather get it ourselves. I, I you know, I, I learned over the, the course of time that um, I'm a visionary, that God gives me visions for, for various things. And because he gives me visions for them that everybody can't see what I see. Everybody can't see what I see. And so, you know, oftentimes I found myself being like Joshua and Caleb versus the other people. And I say that we can conquer the land and other folks say, but they look like they, you know, we'll look like grasshoppers 
in their sight, you know, and, 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 and I learned over the course of 10 years, you all that, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I would allow what I saw to get in the way of God's vision of what he had in store. Is anybody with me? God tells you something, but you can't naturally see it. So we start deviating and diverting uh, to try and, and hustle and make things happen. And and so another thing that I've learned over the course of, of 10 years is that, um, you know, I, I have to uh, not think that what I can hustle and make happen is going to be better than what God has promised for me. You know, I've, I've had to learn that. I've had to learn that some folks, while some folks may be celebratory in 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 their 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 greetings on today, that there are some people that weren't as celebratory, and there were actually some folks that were on a death watch. I, you know, I'm just I'm just talking real. I I'm not talking against anybody. I, I'm just I'm just talking real. Um, there were some folks on the death watch. There were some folks that didn't think it would last very long. You know that it, can I can I just be honest? It's it's, it's ten years. Can I just uh, uh, as I would say? Can I can I say what I need to say now? And y'all love me tomorrow if you don't love me today. And you know I got some folks that might drop off uh, uh, right here, and, I, and I'm cool with that. You know, but I, I'm just gonna put it out there. You know, it it was some folks that didn't think my marriage would last. <clears throat> in the midst of, of, of me doing ministry because they couldn't see how it is that I would do what I did. And my husband did what he did and we could still be together. You know, us being who we are, uh, it's 21 and a half years later. Where you at? Where, where you at? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. A seven, two, seven, six, four, one, three, eight, five, one. Y'all know what I'm going to say. Holla at your girl. And I and I'm not. I saw you, mother. I saw you. Holla at you, girl. And it's got nothing to do with me sitting here bashing or anything like that. I'm really talking about the goodness of the Lord because I started out by saying I, 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 you know, that I learned that I don't like waiting. And many of the things that I'm telling you about now that I, I had to sit back and watch God do. I wasn't that patient in the beginning. I wanted it done, and I wanted it done. Now, God, you said you were going to do it. Why I got to wait for it? But I realized you all that had God done what he said he was going to do instantaneously, I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I needed to learn along the way. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, I wouldn't have learned that uh, uh, I don't have to have what I think I need to have right then because there's something better for me if I wait till later. And here, here's the, the beautiful part about that, you all, is that I may still get what it is that I think I'm going to get, but it's coupled with the bonus of a lesson. Y'all get what I'm saying. See, some of us want what it is that we want, but we don't want the lesson that goes along with it. And so sometimes God causes us to have to wait in order for us to be able to get the lesson that will make the, the, the reward of what we've been waiting for so much sweeter. Many of us will, will do what we need to do to get where it is we need to go. And, and and try and cut out the middle net man, uh, cut out some steps in order to get where we're going. And then when we get faced with adversity, 
We don't know how to handle it. We don't know how to handle trouble. We don't know how to handle heartache. We don't know how to handle when folks walk away from us. We, we don't know how to handle when somebody deliberately walks in and tries to tear down what it is that you're trying to build up. See, I, I, I've been through through all of that. I, I, I've been through all of that. What, what you say? What you say, Tasha? Uh-huh. People said that. Uh-huh. People said that about you and people. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But God, you're absolutely right. But God. We have to understand you all that it's things we have to go through to give us the confidence to be able to endure what it is that's to come. I'm grateful for the stuff that I went through in order to, to, to be able to lead this amazing group of people today. I I went through some stuff before I started pastoring that I really thought was going to devastate me. I thought it was going to tear me apart. But it built me up. It fortified me for what it is that I have to deal with on today. See, I got some folks that's co-signing with me, some folks that's saying, but God, yeah, I see you, Terrica. Holla at your girl. That's right. Because we have to understand and realize, you all, that Our life is not just about us getting to what we believe the end goal should be in our lives. Our lives are to be a testimony and a testament to God's keeping and staying power. But if you keep falling apart every time it looks like a little wind blows. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. So I'm looking outside right now and it's, it's, it's where, where I am. You know, if you all are in another uh, uh, city or state where I am, it's, it's a little, it's a little hazy outside. It's a little, it's a little cloudy outside. And, 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 you know, a, a few, you know, blustery winds come through periodically. And, you know, I'm, I'm in Florida. So six months of the year is hurricane season. See, I was never, I never knew anything like that when I was in Chicago. You know, if it snows, you stay in the house. If it's cold, you try to stay in the house. But, you know, these hurricanes will come in your house. Come on, Zion. But, you know, if if you just move here, I hear you, God. <clears throat> if you just moved to Florida and this is your first year here, you hear hurricanes and hurricanes coming to Florida, you'll go and buy everything off the shelf. <laughs> You'll, you'll go and buy up all of the, the wood. You'll buy up all of the, the, the water. You'll buy up all of the toilet paper. Come on, Zion. You'll buy up everything off of the shelves because you don't know what to expect. But y'all, I've been here 20 years. And I realized now 21 years. Wow. I've been here 21 years. I see you, Vernon. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I've been here 21 years. And I've learned how to read the forecast. Oh, my God. I, oh, I, I've learned how to read the forecast. I, I know how to look and see how the, the track is going. In. And maybe the storm is all the way out near uh, uh, Puerto Rico or, or near the Bahamas or way over by Mexico or Texas. But I know how to read the track. 
And if I know how to read the track, I know how to prepare. Why? Because I now know how to read the forecast to give me some sort of idea, some sort of indication of how close to watch to see if trouble is going to be coming my way. Who am I talking to on today? See, when you're someplace for a while and when you've dealt with some stuff, you get confidence in how to read the signs. To know if adversity is coming your way. And if adversity starts to come your way, then you know how to prepare. But you all, if every time it looked like a storm is out in some water that's anywhere nearby remote to Florida. If you always jumping on a plane, uh uh-uh, I'm just going to go north. I'm getting up out of here. You would have never known how to deal with it in in these here Corona streets. Because you can't just up and get on a plane. To get somewhere anymore. You all we've got to recognize. And we've got to understand you all. That God calls us. He requires us. He he, he allows us. If you will. To go through things. To build up our confidence. To deal with the stuff. That we have to deal with. Here it is in Psalm 27. uh, the, The introduction to the scripture says. A psalm of David and David starts off the psalm by saying the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid if this was your first time reading this psalm you would think that this all this is a song of the Lord David is in the temple and he is singing praises unto God and you would not realize that he is going through with his adversaries that that he actually is giving praise to God but he's really dealing with some folks that's trying to track him down (laughs) he's he's dealing with some folks that's trying to take him out you all we've got to learn that even in this life you all even regardless of what it is you've got to deal with you ought to be at a place in your life in God right now that in spite of what you're dealing with in spite of the bills in spite of what's going on in your marriage in spite of what's going on on your job in spite of what's happening with your kids in spite of was dealing what the doctor's report came back with in spite of what's going on in your family in spite of folks walking out of your life you ought to still be able to have a praise on your lips you ought to steal. You ought to steal. You shouldn't have been walking with the Lord some 32 some odd years now. And you still be able to be uh, uh, blown with every blustery attempt that the enemy throws at you. You ought to be able to stand flat footed right now. Be able to look the devil in the eye and say, that's all you got? That You coming this way again? And be able to give God some praise. That's what I had some points that I was going to put up. But can I just preach this thing the way I feel it? Because I'm feeling this on today. Had I not been able, God help me today, to stand in the face of some fear. I I never wanted to pastor. Can I just, I'm going to lay it all out here. Can I just say everything I need to say? I never wanted to pastor. I, I, I love preaching. 
I, I love preaching. I love uh, giving exegetical study to the word and being able to pour out to you what God has given me and to be able to impart in you so that uh, uh, God's word uh, can be resonating in your spirit to help you be able to move from point A to point Z, not just point A to point B, but I wanted to be able to walk you through every point of your journey. I, I love it but when God said, now I'm calling you to plant a church. No, you ain't calling me God, no. <laughs> no, that ain't what you're doing. You're not calling me. No, no. And I tried everything I could not to do it. Not because I didn't think I was able. Not because I didn't think I was capable. But I had no desire or intention to put myself in the split hairs of the enemy's hit list. I had no desire to be his target. I had no desire. I knew the hell that I went through just saying that I would preach the word of God. Lord knows I didn't want to have to be responsible for his people. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me up in here. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be responsible. It's like when when you get married and you're you're having your first child and you sit there and say, Wait, are we ready? Are we ready? Wait, wait, wait a minute. I mean, I, I knew what was, you know, possible if we had, but wait a minute. <laughs> But God knows you're ready before you know that you're ready. How do I know this? Because if we go back and look at David, David was a shepherd boy out in the field, <laughs> tending sheep when he was anointed to be king. Yeah, he. I would think that if David thought he was going to be king, he wouldn't have been out there fooling around with no smelly sheep. But David knew where his job was. He knew what his duty was. And so he was diligent in the duty that he was given at this time. Oh God, who am I talking to on today? I, I need to encourage somebody. Be diligent in the duty that you're given right now. I, I know what it is that God has put in you. But don't be so quick and don't be so premature to get where it is that God is going to have you to go. And you're not dutiful in where it is that you're planted right now. Who am I talking to on today? Be mindful. Of being premature and moving into a place that you know God has destined for you. Because that's the thing about destiny. Destiny is sure. And God doesn't need your help moving you into your destiny. God, my God today. Ha! He doesn't need your help. To move you into the destiny that he created you for. He doesn't need your help. Yeah, so 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 David, David was anointed as king, and so now here it is as king. You would think the king doesn't have these kind of problems, <laughs> but 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 we, we we've always heard people say, "With new levels come new devils." And see, too many folks are trying to get a platform. Too many folks are trying to get a name. Too many folks are trying to get notoriety, trying to get prestige, trying to build up their own ego, not even realizing the darts that they're actually attracting, not even understanding the enemies that they're attracting because they're trying to prop themselves up. See, if you really knew the cost of this oil, I know I got me some preachers on here that know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm not just talking about preachers, but you know what God has put in you. And you know, every time you try to step into a new round, here comes somebody hating, somebody drinking a haterade, bringing it to you. So, oh, so you think that's what you, that's what you finna do? That's okay. All right. That's what you, finna, okay. All right. And in their head, I ain't gonna last. We'll just wait. 
Do you realize that every time God is elevating you, there's always somebody, some crab that's wanting to pull you down, not because they don't want to see you get ahead, but they don't want to see you get ahead of them. Yeah. They don't want to see you get ahead of them. And so you all confidence, confidence is what we need to be able to move forward. The first thing that 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 David uh, 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 showed us in this psalm is that he was able to be confident in the face of fear. I guess I am going to throw something up on the screen. He was able to be confident in the face of fear fear you all. That's the reason why he could say the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked <laughs> you know I, I'm going from the King James version because I love how the King James version reads it but since since we did it from the uh, today's NIV version I'll go ahead and, and read it that way. Uh, 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 he says, when the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who stumble and fall. You all, it's only somebody who has the confidence of God to be able to say, when they come at me, they're the ones that are going to trip up. They're the ones that are going to fall. If you remember, if you were ever a scrapper back in, because I know we saved and sanctified now, so we don't fight no more. We don't fight. But if you were a scrapper when you were younger, you know, you didn't go to a fight unless you knew you could win. Yeah, come on now. Lisa, I see you up there. I see you. You like, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't go to a fight unless you knew you could win. You didn't, you didn't sell out with your mouth unless you knew you could win. I, I, Nikki on here? Yeah, Nikki on here. Nikki know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's my girl right there. She, she, she would co-sign with me right there because the reality of it. Yeah, Nikki, <laughs> the reality of it is this. You didn't go selling out to a fight that you weren't sure that you were going to be able to win. David knew he was going to be able to win. So even in the face of something that could cause him to be afraid. He was confident in the face of fear, not in his own ability, <laughs> but in the one that was keeping him, not in his own ability, but in the one that had kept him thus far. Remember, he had already gone through this. Y'all, there's a trend here. There's a trend. He had already gone through this with King Saul. Think about it. Had he not gone through the king trying to hunt him down and kill him? Would he have been able to stand when he was in the position of king? You all, you got to go through some stuff to build you to the place where you are right now. You, if you're saying, well, you know, I really wish I had the strength. I really wish I had the power. Well, you got to understand something. You got to go through some stuff to build yourself up. You got to lift some weights in order to be able to build up some muscle. You can't just sit and think you're going to walk into something and be able to handle it straight away. That's usually that's the time we get blindsided. Usually that's the time we get our, our block knocked off because we walking in all swole thinking we got this thing on lock. And God will show you that you are still nothing without him. So David showed us that we are to be confident in the face of of fear. I learned through these 10 years, you all to be confident in the face of fear simply because you all, uh, there was some times I didn't know. 
I did I didn't know. I didn't know whether I was doing the right thing. I didn't know whether people would come. I didn't know. God, is this really what you want me to say? God, you took me to this passage, but you're not telling me anything. <laughs> I, I didn't know. And so many times I would be flying blind. Anybody ever flown blind? And can I help you out with something? Can I encourage somebody today? Blind faith is not a wrong thing when it comes to God. Because we walk by what? Faith and not by what? Sight. Some of us allow what we see to stop us in our faith. But we've got to get to a place where we have blind faith. God, I can't see where you're going, but I trust you. So let's go. And in doing so, I learned like David to have confidence in the face of fear. What else did uh, uh, David teach us in this passage? The next thing that David taught us was not only to be confident in the face of fear, but you all, he taught us to be confident in the face of our enemies, to be confident in the face of our foes. Be confident in the face of our foes. You all, we have to understand that, again, I'm just going to be honest with you. In 10 years, everybody wasn't for us. That's still, we still got some folks that worship with us, but we still also got some watchers. We got some watchers that are sitting here waiting for us to fall apart. They're, they're waiting for stuff to happen. They're, they're waiting, you know, especially going on in this season. Not just us, but but other other churches as well. They're sitting back and watching and waiting. I don't know if they're going to last through this. But I'm so grateful that God causes us to prosper in a pandemic. Not just financially, but he is bringing souls in. He's bringing souls in. He, 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 he's changing lives. He's still prophetically giving words that are transforming people. Again, has nothing to do with me, has everything to do with trusting him. He will give you confidence even when your enemies are sitting there waiting. They're sitting there watching for your death. They got a death watch going on. Just like they tailgate for football games. There's some folks that's tailgating in, in, in their flesh. Waiting on you to fall apart so they can sit there and say, Oh, oh my God, what happened? I've had some folks, I've had some folks that have reached out and said, your name, I, I went by Seminole and I didn't see your name. Oh, what happened? Catch us every Sunday, baby. On Seminole, I was only able to reach a few folks. Now I'm reaching folks all across the nation. I'm reaching folks all across the globe. I, I'm good. I'm Gucci. And when we get to a place, you all, where we feel, I see you, Gwen, when we get to a place where we feel as though we are only legitimized by four walls. Hear what I'm saying, folks. When we get to a place where we feel as though we're only legitimized by having our name on the building, then we're totally missing the point that God has for the church, not the building, the church. The church was never intended to be housed in a building, never to go out. His house is still his house. We just, we just been mobilized. We, we just out here. We take, we taking ministry back to the streets. That's how we started. 
ice cream socials. It's how we started. Back to school uh, uh, celebrations, barbecues. That's how we started. Doing the Soul Cafe. That's how we started. Being right next to, to Handy Corner. Giving out uh, uh, donuts and, and hot coffee. That's how we started. Don't get it twisted. This is not unknown to us. <laughs> I'm grateful to God that he's allowed us to see this day. To be able to get back to the used to. Come on, Zion. We just getting back to the used to. But he will cause you to be confident when other folks got something to say about what you're doing. He'll be able to, he'll, <laughs> God, I help you. I thank you. He'll cause you to be so confident that you'll be confident enough not to give a response. He will make you so confident that you won't, as the old folks say, pay them no mind. You won't pay them no tension. Because your confidence in God ought to be greater than what other folks got to say about you. Your confidence in God ought to be greater than folks coming at you. The Bible says do not worry about the one that can take your, 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 your life. But be concerned about the one that can take your soul. We're not to worry about the haters out here that are talking. And truth be told, some folks aren't hating. But because they don't understand, they'll sit there and question you down. You sure you want to stay at a church that uh, y'all ain't got no place to go? And you sure yeah? But we got a place to go. Every Sunday morning, rewrite chair. Yeah. <laughs> and, and quite frankly, we got more people. With us now on live stream and, 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 and on, you know, here on Zoom and, and watching on, on, on YouTube and Periscope. We got more people now than we've ever had. So if this is what God had to do in order to enlarge our borders, then God do it. You got to get to a place too in your own life. Who am I talking to? That you say, God, if I've got to take two steps back in order for you to catapult me 20 steps forward, then I trust you. God will send some people in your life that will not understand what God has mandated for your life. But don't you allow them to talk you out of standing still. To watch God move. Your confidence should be strengthened. Even if it's God I thought I'd be farther along in my life. Than I am right now. I thought I'd have my degree. I thought I had my job. I thought my, my bills would be caught up. I thought I'd be in a better financial state. I thought I'd be in a house. I thought I'd be in a car. I thought I'd be married. I thought I'd have kids. If the Bible says that all the days of our life were already written and scripted by God before we even entertained and came into this life, took our first breath. Don't you know that God knows your timetable because he wrote it? He wrote your timetable. So if he wrote your timetable, then why is it that you're so concerned about where you are in life? If you are in God, you are exactly where he desires for you to be. Now, let me say this before, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. 
But let me say this. Some of us could have stayed on a quicker timetable had we heard the voice of God from jump. Had we done what God told us to do from jump. But if you keep your God positioning system on your GPS system on, I keep telling y'all he going to say redirecting. Redirecting. If you never turn it off, if you never wipe out the destination, your GPS in your car, I don't care how many wrong turns you make. It will take you right to the door. Have you ever, <laughs> anybody got one of those GPS uh, systems on their phone that you, you pull up to a place, you know it's the place, but because you're not like right at the door, the GPS system stays on. Until you get inside and then that's when it says you have arrived. (laughs) Y'all don't be in the neighborhood. God help me. Don't be in the neighborhood of where God trying to take you. Go straight to the door. Yes, God. Being in the neighborhood isn't good enough. (laughs) Being in the neighborhood of being delivered from your past isn't good enough. Go right to the door. Being being round the corner from being uh 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 you know from from living a saved single life isn't good enough. Go right in the door. Being in the neighborhood of paying your tithe isn't good enough, and I'm not talking about getting your money. I'm talking about you trusting God. Being in the neighborhood isn't good enough. Go right to the door. Because when you go right to the door, you're going right in the face of your enemy. And when you go right in the face of your enemy, you're telling the enemy, yeah, I know my, 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 my mind says I can't afford to do this, but God says I can. And so because I can, I am. Y'all hear what I'm saying on today? Because I can, I am. So listen, you all, we've got to recognize and we've got to realize that in spite of what it is that we're dealing with, in spite of what it is that we're going through, God will give us confidence in the face of our enemies. Let me get this last point. Let me be done with this right here. Not only was David confident in the face of fear, not only was he confident in the face of of his enemies, but you all, the reason why he could be that way is because he's confident in the fact that he is faithful. He is confident in the fact that God was faithful enough to do exactly what it is that David asked for him to do. He says to him, uh, uh, you know, do not reject me or forsake me. He says, though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will what receive me. He says, don't turn me over to the desire of my foes for false witnesses rise up. Folks lying on me. False witnesses will rise up against me. But then he goes on in in, in verse 13 and says, but I remain confident in this. (laughs) That I will see the goodness of the Lord. I know, mother, that's 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 your part of that song. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. You all, we've got to remain that he is faithful. Uh, he could have fainted. Ha! 
he 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 could have he could have given out he could have petered out if he didn't know that he would see the goodness of the Lord when in the land of the living in the land of the living you all we have to recognize and realize that if we keep saying if we keep saying that greater is he that is in us than the world who is against us well when we going to start focusing on the greater and quit looking at everything else that's on the outside of us. You all, God remains faithful. In these 10 years, I've seen God be faithful. Everything that he has promised, he has been faithful to do. For his house, everything that God has promised, he has been faithful to do. So listen, that's not just for this ministry and it's not just for the folks in this ministry. It's for whoever's watching. I want you to just take a quick look back over your life. There was a song that said, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I've got a testimony. And when you realize and when you understand you all that God has given us a testimony. In spite of what it looks like, in spite of what it feels like, he's given us a testimony. We can sit and tell somebody, I know what it looks like now, but baby, you don't know what I used to look like. <laughs> I, I, I know what it looks like now, but you have no idea what I used to act like. You, I know what it looks like now, but before this thing would have taken me out. <laughs> but I'm in a place right now where I'm confident, not because I know where the money's coming from, not because folks have stopped talking about me, not because I've gotten a new doctor's report, but because I know God is faithful. He's been faithful and, and he, he's shown me his faithfulness. Over and over again When my mind could have been gone God's been faithful When I could have been put out God's been faithful When I could have had a laundry list of charges against me Because I wanted to do a Jasmine Sullivan And bust the windows out of his car He's been faithful Y'all ain't saying nothing to me on today I'm here to tell you God has been faithful So when you realize and you understand you all That when God is faithful I can be confident enough to wait That's what uh, 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 David ended up this song with saying he said wait on the Lord be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord I wish I had some folks that were confident on waiting on God on today I know you're dealing with some hard times I know you're dealing with some trying times I know you're dealing with some troubled times but guess what God is still the God of the harvest he is still Lord of the harvest and he is still bringing forth bountiful blessings into our lives I recognize and I understand that it's been six months in and we're still talking about a pandemic but guess what God is still faithful he's still faithful He's still a healer. He is still, as the old folks say, the great physician. He's never lost a patient. Understand and realize this. We might not have seen the pandemic coming, but God already knew. He knew where you would be. He knew what you'd be dealing with. He knew who you'd be dealing with. But yet and still, God is a keeper. I wish I had me some folks that trust that God is a keeper. I wish I had some folks that could tell me right now that God has been more than faithful to you. Even when you, oh God, even when you didn't deserve it. Even when you didn't see where it was coming from. Even when you thought you was going to have to throw in the towel. How many of you all know God will hold your towel? Because he trained you. He knows what you can take. So when you're trying to throw in the towel and you look, that towel is still in your hand. You keep trying to throw the towel. You look again. It's in your hand. Because God won't let the towel
towel be thrown out of your hand. He trained you. He knows what you can take. He knows it's not over for you. He knows that it's not out for you. He knows that the enemy can't knock you out because he trained you for the fight of your life. Yeah, he trained you for the fight in your life. So you are, I'm confident enough to wait. <laughs> and whatever it is that God has for his house. I'm confident enough to wait for whatever it is that he has for my house, the Bryant house. I'm confident enough to wait for what he has for you all as individuals, as a part of his house. And you all, I pray that you're confident enough to wait on God. Because you all, he will give you confidence in the face of fear. He will give you confidence in the face of your foes. He will give you confidence when you know that he's faithful. You all be confident enough to wait on him. Because I declare if you wait on God, there are such bountiful blessings that God has in store. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. All of the good things that God has stored up for you. But don't step out of position. Don't step out of position. Don't uh, 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 don't say, you know what, I'm just going to help this along because I got some things I need to take care of. I, no. What you'll end up doing is while you think you're moving yourself forward, you're going to move yourself back. Because that's not you following God's positioning system. That's you following yours. And God wants you to trust him enough that you're willing to trust his work in your life. He's working behind the scenes, you all. You don't have to see it. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. Trust God. Be confident enough to know that you will see him. Remain confident in this. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let's pray. Father, we do now bless you, God, and we reverence you. We give your name praise. God, I thank you for 10 years. I thank you, God, for 10 years. I thank you, God, for how you have kept. I thank you, God, for how you have spared. I thank you, God, for how you have uh, 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 <laughs> shown yourself faithful. God, had it not been for you on our side, where would we be? So, God, we magnify you and we bless your name. Father, we pray even now, God, that in our waiting, whatever it is that we're waiting for individually, collectively, God, you know. Father, I pray that our confidence remains strong in you. God, that we'll be able to weather every storm. God, that we'll be able to keep our mouths shut when there's nothing to be said, when our, our foes, our enemies have something to say. God, that we will not bow or turn away from fear, with fear from any obstacle that comes our way. And Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you will strengthen us even in what we're dealing with right now. Not just pandemic times, but God, we've said that there have been some, some family members lost. God, there's been some jobs lost in all of this. There's been quite a few things that have occurred. During this course of time. But God you've, you've kept us through every storm. 
And God, I pray not just for those people in his house, but for those that are watching by way of Facebook and YouTube and Periscope. God, I I pray for them, God, that they will be able to weather every storm that you set before, that you allowed them to, to see. The enemy will set forth the storm, God, but we thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. It may form, but it will not prosper. So, Father, we pray even now, God, that you will strengthen your people for the days, the months, the years to come. And, God, that they might be able to point back to this word, not this sermon, but your word, to be able to say, I heard the word of the Lord. And it's because of this that I was able to stand. I was able to have confidence. And we bless you for it and we give you reverence even now. If you're watching here on YouTube, uh, Facebook, however it is that you're watching us on today. And if you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sins and you desire to know him in a real and a tangible way. You can know him. And you can know him as simple as A, B, C. The first thing that you have to realize and understand is that you have got to admit that you are a sinner. You've got to admit, you've got to accept it. You get, yeah, you're, you're a sinner. The, the Bible says in Romans 3 and 23, all of sinner comes short of the glory of God. The second thing you've got to do is you've got to believe. You've got to believe that Jesus paid the price of your sin. Everything that you've done wrong, even the stuff that you haven't done already, even your very worst sin, he's paid the price for it on a hill called Calvary. Romans 5 and 8 says, but God commended his love toward us that while we're yet sinners, Jesus died for us. And I'm so grateful that this is still the moment of the whosoever. That's what John 3.16 says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, that's you and me, whoever you are. That whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then the C is to confess and repent of your sin. When you confess and repent of your sin, the Bible says it like this. That 1 John 1 and 9 says that if you confess your sins, he's faithfully just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Romans 10 and 9 says this. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. You all, it is as simple as ABC. So if you desire to know Jesus in the part of your sin, to have a relationship with him, this is what you say. Repeat after me. You say, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. You're, I've never been all that good, but you've always been good. I pray now that you would receive my sacrifice. All I have to offer you is me. Dirty and broken. But I thank you. That you will receive a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Save me of my sins. I accept your gift of salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved. And no man, no man can pluck you out of the Father's hand. And we thank God for that on today. Amen and amen.